you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 40 inches away, Kevin Robb. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. How's things going, brother? It's going well. It's going forward. Yeah, hey, pray for Kevin. His car is acting up. You know, he pulls a car behind his trailer. Pray that. By the time you listen to this, he'll probably be still working on this issue and figuring out, do I replace? Do I wait? Those are prayers that you can send up on behalf of Kevin. And uh, we're going forward, Kevin. And you know where we're at, man. We're at that place where fourth grade riddles. Now, I, I'm just curious if these people are doing well with this. Um, yeah. I, I, you talking about the listeners? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure somewhere along the line, people are saying, I'm, most of them, I think, are like me. They've got to be saying, I, where do you get that? But yeah. I'm sure some of them are screaming at the at the speaker saying, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So a fourth grade riddle, what do you call a prophet who's also a chef? <sighs> Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nehemiah. I have no idea. Habakkuk. I, I, you know, it's not supposed to be good. Habak? Maybe Habak. Habakkuk. Yeah. Okay. K-U-K. Yeah, you know, it's I not. Cook. It's not good. All right, folks. <laughs> we, we never said these riddles were going to be great. We said they're fourth grade riddles. So we could test it. If you got a fourth grader, ask them some of these questions. And I guarantee you they're going to run about 90% because their brains work there. They have more brain matter than Kevin and I have left. All right. We're just coming up front, man. There's a, there, there's some brain that's left the region. I, I was sitting there thinking the other night, God knows I wouldn't want to do a master's degree or doctorate because I'm a little slower on the uptake. Uh, than I was a few years ago. But, you know, when we think about our word of the day, you know, our characteristic with PTSD, what comes to my mind right away today is avoidance, avoiding things. And uh, we think of that an awful lot where God reminds us in chapter 14 of the book of John, it says, peace, I leave unto you my peace, I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And you know what God's saying is those of us who've been through junk, we might be more apt uh, to just give up a relationship rather than go sit down with somebody and say, hey, dude, did I did I mess with you? Did I mess you up? Did I do mm. something wrong? And, uh, you know, when we avoid things like that, I got to tell you, it has a weirdness to it. And, uh, and God can't use us in those areas. Uh, he expects us to have these interpersonal relationships, and he expects us to show up and be on the job. And, and uh, Kevin, I can't tell you how many people. I, I, you know, I sit here and I try to think just how many people have I met over the years uh, that just avoid things. Mm -hmm. What's your experience with that, brother? Very common. Very common. I've done it. You know, you yeah. just you just feel like, I don't want to have to, you know, go through the hassle of trying to explain myself. I don't want to address this thing. Um, and I'm naturally an avoider. You know, I'm, I'm more introverted. So, you know, I'd rather kind of just sit and think it through myself. But sometimes you, you realize it's yeah. not the way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking scripturally that David avoided Absalom after 
um, Absalom had Amnon killed. And um, it was just such a traumatic event. Amnon raped his sister. Absalom had Amnon killed. So David put Absalom in the suburbs there of Jerusalem, and um, he was in avoidance. He did not want to have to face this thing, and he just kind of left him there. And Absalom's eventually like, man, I'm let me go back to where, Timbuktu where I was living and made him bitter and because he, he could not see his father's face. Joab finally came and set David's fields on fire and uh, said, man, God, God, doesn't, God doesn't avoid. Why are you avoiding? And, uh, you know, I was in Denver and uh, met, a, met a person who's, um, he had uh, accidentally um, taken the life of two of his siblings through playing with matches and I had mentioned this on this thing before. And uh, long story short, uh, when he was a kid, I mean, like back in the 50s. Yeah. But because his dad was so traumatized, he avoided talking to his son ever about it. No, Nobody ever talked to his son. And when I think of avoidance, I think of that situation, Doug, because he, you got people that are such in gr- grieving over the loss of other children that someone else that needed him like an Absalom was just kind of left out in the dark. And he, he grew up from a five-year-old when it took place, grew up in, in severe shame, just feeling like he, you know, the world's problems were, were to be blamed on him. Yeah. And, and folks, if we're not careful, if we don't throw everything out there, give it to God, give it to the folks around us, talk with people. It, it always helps to talk with people. It always helps to talk with God. And uh, avoidance, yeah. sadly, is a byproduct of being hurt. It's a byproduct <clears throat> of wanting to shut your door, lock the door, wanting to lay on your couch. It's a byproduct of this crazy PTSD stuff. It's a byproduct of, of having these narcissists come in and try to ruin your life. And, you know, folks, if we're not careful, uh, here we are, these creatures that God created for his glory, and we're laying at home on the couch. So we just got to stop that. So we move along, continuing on with the life of Christ, and we find ourselves in the book of John today. And so excited, we're on John chapter 7. Every time we move a chapter, I get wound up. Every time we move a chapter, I say... (laughs) Man, we're making it places. Things are starting to happen. So they're starting to happen today, folks. We're going to be in John chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee. (coughs) Excuse me. As he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of the tabernacles was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself uh, seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world, for neither did this brethren uh, believe in him. So we find Jesus, he's in Galilee, (coughs) and we get this idea he's intentionally avoiding uh, Judea. And uh, going through Judea, going there, the Jews were seeking to kill him. There's a lot of things going on. And and once in a while in the ministry, we make decisions. Well, let me go over and work with these people for a while. And not that anyone's out to kill Kevin and I were in the ministry, even though I think a couple wanted to. Uh, but 
you know, so Jesus' own brothers approach him and suggest that he goes to Judea, performs miracles openly, lets everybody see what's going on. You see, there was a world back then that wanted Jesus to come in and start zapping the bad guys, wanted mm. Jesus to come in and start blowing up temples, wanted in the tabernacles, wanted Jesus to show up on the scene and, uh, and, and show that he's this invincible great God, which he is, but our God is not a hurtful God. Our God is a, an all, you either love him and accept him and take him as he is, or you don't get him at all, Kevin. I mean, mm -hmm. he's not going to do, he's not a magician. This isn't about magic. This is about the deity and, and trusting your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. You know, his, his brethren did not believe on him, so they had this worldly attitude, this worldly view that, hey, anyone that tried to, is trying to build his ministry, anybody that's building a career, a vocation, you know, they, they need to go out and, you know, uh, increase the, uh, the, the celebrity network, you know, for, for his sake, as if it was all about him. And, you know, a lot of times when we're building a career in an earthly level, it really is, if you think about it, kind of all about us. But, you know, it's a, just a, it's a new level. It's a, it's, a, it's a different paradigm here that his brethren did not get. But Jesus said, you know what, uh, if I went, I mean, he didn't say it out loud, but, but we, we can see between the lines. He did not want to walk where people were trying to kill him because it was, it was, his, it was his desire to, see, to seek and save that which is lost. So he said, man, there's other people. There's a better place to do this. I can go do this more safely. And, uh, and I appreciate the wisdom of the Lord, Doug, yeah. that he did not have a um, – uh, he's like, he, he, he was flexible. He was Semper Gumby. He was always flexible. He was willing to alter the mission a little bit to say, you know what? I think strategically it's going to be better. Like Paul, I'm going to, I'm going to go down a basket over the wall and go do this some more instead of just go ahead and dying on this hill because the biggest mission uh, I have yet to accomplish and that's to go die for the sins of these people. Yeah. It's just not there yet. It's coming. Hang in there, folks. And, uh, and you know, perhaps our Lord was thinking about his disciples. And I think even more important than that, though, he was thinking about the folks there in Galilee. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes we forget that there's a ministry. We, we, we seek after, you know, more grander things sometimes. We want to go to a, a bigger area or something like that. And I think the Lord's just, you know, this is where I'm going to be. My time's not quite here yet. I'm going to hang out here for a little while. We're going to see that as we move forward. Um, but, you know, the brothers weren't trusting in him. People weren't trusting in him. And God's just saying, listen, your unbelief again, it's again, again, unbelief. And, and I'll tell you, folks, if we can get anything out of these lessons every day, believe in Christ, trust in Christ, follow Christ, go where Christ tells you to go. Hey, listen, we'll be right back. Hang with us. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. And I think there's a, you know, there's a lesson, there's wisdom here too, in, in what we do and how we act. And, you know, when Jesus avoided Judea, uh, I think he, there's deliberate choice made there, demonstrating maturity. Maybe it's a lesson for us, you know, a couple thousand years later is, hey, 
you don't have to go here right now. I'm not telling you to go here. Let's go do the ministry in Galilee a while. You know, maybe it'll be more fruitful. You know, we got this feast going on and, you know, maybe we can go out to Galilee and make a difference there. So we know this feast of this tabernacles happening. And so I think there's something that came to my mind, two words. When I was thinking about these verses, the first one was prudence and the second one was discernment. And uh, it teaches us the, the importance, I think, of discernment in our life. We, we have so many issues. We, we have to make so many decisions. They, they literally start with our interpersonal relationship. After we accept Christ, we, we look at our interpersonal relationships differently. Those, those people we're friends with, those people we're married to, those people we go out to, those people that we allow around our children, those types of things, there needs to be a prudence and discernment that goes into things. It's it's always wise to exercise caution, folks. It's always wise to stop and say, should I be doing this? You know, it's a lot better to look ahead and say, should I be doing this right now than it is to look back and say, man, I bombed that one. What in the world was wrong with me? And, uh, and, and, you know, I think there's a significance of faith, even though Jesus own family members aren't believing in him initially, he he's, he's highlighting to them, you know, the necessity to do the right thing, to make the right decisions, to show that discernment, to show that prudence and, and to trust in those things. And, and, you know, Kevin, there is a lot of significance that comes along with faith. There's a, there's a lot of things we don't understand why Christ took roads. He did, but we know everywhere he goes, people were saved. And everywhere he goes, lives were changed. And everywhere he went, the disciples were growing. And and God has a plan for us sometimes that equals pretty great things. But, you know, sometimes, brother, I get in the way of that. Mm. Yeah, you know, with interpersonal relations, I'm thinking about relatives, family, job, um, just life. We go through things. And just like Jesus went through here, he he did stuff in this one area the the you know he was born in the in the general region of the sea of galilee up in the north and then he did a lot of stuff in judea which is in the south and he made a decision that it's time to leave the judea which is jewry and then went up north and in, in in that in making that decision i look at the dynamics involved as something that oftentimes happens <clears throat> in people's lives i know it's happened in my life before an accumulation of opposition. So, you know, we should, we're, we're not to go <clears throat> and, and cause trouble. We're not to be known as troublemakers. That's, that's not, God's word over and over says, don't suffer as a e evildoer or as a busy, you know, murderer, thief, busy body, busy body in other men's matters. But if you're going to suffer, if there's an accumulation of opposition, on the job, for instance, I know an individual that um, they'll sometimes, um, you know, friends with them on Facebook, whatever, and I'll see, you know, like, pray for me. Everyone on my job hates me. That's just there's, oh, so often. Everyone, you know, it's going bad, still bad on my job. A year later, everyone still hates me on my job. And I'm just thinking, I wonder if the attitude has anything to do with that, you know, or are they wearing, this person is, is you know, kind of goes to a pretty hardline church and, um and I'm, I'm, you know, Bible believing, but I'm not Bible ugly believing, you know, about it. But, um, you know, this person 
goes there. I'm just wondering if they kind of wear the convictions on their sleeves a little bit. You see stuff that, that people post. And um, anyway, if there's an accumulation of opposition, regardless if we brought it on ourselves, regardless whether it's just because we're like Jesus, we're serving God. Yes, we are. Our, the Bible says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. So, Yes, I'm trying to be gracious. I'm trying to, to get along. I'm, I'm doing my job, all that stuff. I'm not being a busybody. I'm not wearing my convictions on my sleeves. I'm keeping the gospel. I, I care about people. I'm trying to be empathetic toward their needs. But there's just an accumulation. There's something, you know, the boss or someone's got it out for me. Then it's there comes a time where you got to shift gears. You know, it might be time to make an exit. And that's what Jesus did. He made an exit from his southern ministry and began a new chapter of his life up north. Now, he went down south. Um, in fact, later on in this chapter, he's back down south again. But it's, it's, uh, it's you know, I think it's just important sometimes just to know when to back out, make an exit. It's not worth staying and fighting. It's not worth making the waves. Just go ahead, for Jesus' sake, go minister somewhere else. Yeah, discernment's important. And, and, you know, when Kevin was just talking about Facebook, and when we think of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all things media-driven, I got to tell you, I think about half the population out there is more messed up than a soup sandwich. I, <laughs> I got a couple Facebook friends, man. They they write everything down except when they use it in the bathroom and this, you know, going to the grocery store. Uh, I went out there the other day, and this guy wrote down stomach problems, major diarrhea, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is a guy. I don't want to see his stuff anymore. <laughs> no. You know, this is Snooze. going too far. And, uh, but again, folks, when we talk about discernment, when we talk about prudence, you know, we're Christians. Uh, our lives are marked for a different uh, meaning. We're pilgrims here on this earth. Our lives are marked for service to the king. We should represent service to the king. Uh, we should live that kind of life. If you heard a beep, I want you to know it wasn't me, folks. I, I, I'm try We're trying hard on the beeping things of this earth. C'est moi. And uh, yeah, me. yeah, yeah. He's, he called it himself. But anyhow, uh, I just want to say this to you. I want to say as we contemplate our days and we contemplate our lives, Remember, every decision you make just doesn't include you. It just doesn't include the people that you're going with. It includes the God, the Holy Spirit that's in you, the Jesus Christ who died for you. And, and so we want to have that discernment. We want to, Let me give you an example, all right? An example of something like this would be, I have friends of mine that will do anything on a Friday. So they can get off of work at 401, and at 402, they make a decision to drive the main for the weekend <laughs> and, and come back Sunday night. I know people like this. I know yep. people that will go see relatives. Uh, uh, you know, the, these people, the only reason they're not in jail is they escaped, all right? Mm -hmm. And they'll go hang with these people, and they'll say, I wonder why I had my car stolen. I wonder why they took the money out of my account. Folks, have discernment. Have prudence. Kevin, how can we say it more? we got to be thinking about serving a wonderful God and the Holy Spirit of God in our heart telling us what to do and guiding us down an illuminated path, yet we still mess up. Yeah, you know, the scripture comes to mind, in all thy ways acknowledge him. You know, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding, and in, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So 
some people unfortunately have to make a lot of stupid mistakes for they realize, wow, not every decision I make is automatically going to work well. And so whether they go to Maine from South Carolina, you know, and, and for the weekend, uh, yeah, yeah, for the weekend, it's it's uh, we need to commit our works to the Lord. That's that's the thing that comes to my mind on all this thing. If you're on social media pray you know uh you know if the spirit of god is 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 like oil you know soak your your whatever you write soak it in oil let it put wd-40 on it. let the holy spirit saturate it if you get if don't get into a battle on on social media don't go to maine just to you know do do something stupid pray about things invest invest a little bit of your time better yeah, there we go. There we go. And, and think about what God can do with your life. You know, when you make a decision, the first thing should maybe be a prayer. Uh, the second thing, you know, seeking God's face in a matter, reading the Bible. Mm. Uh, there should be a check mark somewhere that just lights up and said, okay, I got clearance. I have clearance. Mm. I can move to the next phase of this operation. And, and I think, folks, we started out by talking about avoidance. And avoidance happens when we jump out and do the wrong thing and get hurt. Mm. And once we've been slapped, we don't want to go back. And so the reality of what we're looking at today is make good decisions. Use discernment. You know, be stay in Galilee. Galilee. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Listen, folks, we sure do love you. Come back tomorrow. We got another riddle for a fourth grade level. We know you guys can get it. May God bless you. We'll be right back in the morning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.